0: Hey guys, today's episode of The Watch is brought to you by Mack Weldon. With a smart design, premium fabrics, and a simple shopping experience, Mack Weldon underwear is definitely better than whatever you're currently wearing. It's not better than what I'm currently wearing, because I am wearing Mack Weldon. How about that? Today's episode is also sponsored by Crowd Cow. Crowd Cow lets you buy the very best beef from Happy Cows raised on the open pastures of small, sustainable ranches without any growth hormones or growth-stimulating antibiotics. You can't find premium dry aged beef like this anywhere else, including those high-end supermarkets or those specialty stores. And for our listeners, you can get $10 off your first order when you go to crowdcow.com slash watch. That's crowdcow.com slash watch. Get to grilling. Hey, guys, this is Chris Ryan from The Watch. Thank you so much for listening. This is our post-Oscar show What a bonkers Froot Loops show it was. We tried to capture the insanity of what was happening afterwards. We recorded this with Amanda Dobbins right after the show. So all of Envelope Gate that we had the information for at the time, we tried to capture. Uh, So that's that's this episode. Then we're also going to have, Andy's got a really great interview with Lena Dunham this week. And we have a special excerpt from that interview going up today about last night's episode of Girls American Bitch. So you can check that out today. So look for that in your feed because there'll be two episodes. Andy's full interview with Lena Dunham is going to run Wednesday. We'll have a watch re-up on Thursday. Let's get to the show. I need sports to have to clear the room. Stand up and walk. Now. La La Land blew a 3-1 lead. What's up? <laughs> Academy Awards post-show for The Ringer. My name is Chris. Ride. This is Andy Greenwald. This is Amanda Dobbins. Holy shit! I cannot believe
1: what we just saw or what just happened. I had
2: so many jokes prepared about how this was our Big Little Lies after show and they just went into the trash. I mean, I I sort of feel like I just had too many Big Little Lies drinks and now I just like dreamed that. I literally don't know what just happened. I think
0: that the people from La probably feel the same way.
1: On On the one hand, I can't believe this doesn't happen all the time. This has never happened before. But to the degree that... The whole bit. We were sitting here being like, Warren Beatty has to make it about Warren Beatty. Yeah. And he was fumbling I mean, around making a, a joke. I was
0: almost glad that there was something that was actually confusing
2: happening. Because yes. otherwise,
0: I was just like, that's just like an awkward, dramatic bit.
2: Can we walk through actually what happened yeah, absolutely. here? absolutely. Because okay. I was like sort of in my Twitter. And so... He had the envelope. He
0: looked at, he he opened it. He looked at it for a really long time. He seemed confused and by seemed it. He seemed confused yes. and then handed it to Faye Dunaway who just said La La Land. Because Correct. that was the but name then, of the movie on
1: it? That's understandable La behavior. La La Land goes
0: through one or two producer speeches. They're getting, like they're really building up. It's wrapping up. Can and we then just a guy say, just yeah. rushes the stage and self-Kanye's yeah. and is like, oh my God, Moonlight won. I'm not joking. And like, Jimmy's out there like, it was just like I mean,
2: so, in, a, in a year of like all these moments, I can't believe this stuff keeps happening. This Wait, is
1: very weird. So
2: Warren was given the wrong envelope. He
1: was given the envelope that said Emma Stone won Best Actress. But
2: how did that happen? Well, someone at Prince Waterhouse not Cooper's win getting Best fired. Actress?
1: Where does the scandal oh end? How, oh shit. how high does this go? <laughs>
0: it's Who right won now? Best Actress? Isabelle
1: is Huppert right now is calling all of her agents and the Jean's friends. Press, look. A couple things to say here. Wait, one yeah, of which I is say, like
0: this is not supposed to happen specifically for the. Wait, did they not do the Price Waterhouse moment tonight?
1: They did not do that.
0: Oh my god! They, so we're, oh, were the wow. envelopes oh, not started. Oh, oh, there god, there were a, a couple things that Crater broke right
1: from tradition tonight. For example, they did not do the thing where people sketch the costumes and then they come to life and the beautiful forms. They did of the not actors. have a
0: parody montage in the beginning that celebrated Lala La Land, but also had musical bits about they, Lion. They, they you know?
1: did not have actors introduce. This is Lion. Right. They broke with a lot of tradition, including announcing the wrong movie. Can we say, though, in the spirit of generosity that was shown on stage, the La La Land speeches and all of it were quite nice, very appropriate, very generous. They handled it very about generous. as well as
0: you can handle something that if you were working for almost uh, the better part of a yeah. year to get something like this, <laughs> you're yes. standing there in front like, of everyone. Nah, you yeah. wore a fade and Faye Dunaway bricked it.
1: Yeah, Bonnie and Clyde P.S., all just these people wrecked coming your off, life. You
0: guys got to get off. That's. I can't believe that that just happened. It's like the epitome of you had can, one job. Can we talk you about- You had one job!
1: Can we talk about the strangest thing? Stranger than that? Moonlight, probably the best picture of the year. Just one best know, picture I'm of the year. I know, I'm not even
2: there yet. I was just thinking, I'm still so like, holy shit, what happened, that I have not gotten to the part where the best movie of the year won. We did it. right.
0: That's insane. We didn't do it. It's insane. I, I did
2: nothing. I it, just sat here. But. It's
0: insane to me. We well, tweeted a couple times. That's true. <laughs> uh, there's something very interesting about this, just in so much as, like, first of all, that, like, you can't count on anything anymore. You know what I mean? You can't, like, no. something that is so stage-managed as the Oscars that that could have that kind of possibility for chaos is so wild. Like, how did that envelope get in his hands? We, we, I'm not trying to go, like full, like, Kevin I Costner know. and JFK here, but, like, show me the film. I want to see the, the tape. At
1: least go Kevin Costner and Hidden Figures yeah. and at least just direct this and get us to a better place. I mean, look, the people have been saying for a while that the only reasons to have a TV basically now uh, plugged in, like, not to be a cord cutter, yeah. are live events. Sports and particularly, particularly sports, but also award shows. The Super Bowl was an example of, okay, well, I guess that's why we do it, right? Because right. the impossible right. can happen right. and nothing is scripted. Award shows, actually, the ratings have been going down, maybe because people aren't liking what's being awarded, but also because maybe stuff like this doesn't happen. We were preparing jokes about how we were going to officially be hour nine of the broadcast. This all happened at 12.10 a.m. on the East Coast. All hell broke loose. I it's also crazy. This is
0: terrible because, you know, in sports writing, there's this whole thing where it's like you're writing a gamer during the yeah. game. Oh, and then you, and you tear, tear it up. And you're just like, oh, no. Yeah. This is that, man. Like everybody who's writing, you know, about the Oscars has to tear it up. And now they all have to become like forensic scientists about how envelopes get passed. An- another point. Jimmy Kimmel seemed kind of
1: actually upset at the end. Like he had screwed it up and well, felt bad about for it. Those- he yeah. just hosted the most legendary Oscars of all time. All of that is going to be remembered far longer than a lot of these movies. It's almost
0: weirdly like, because he's such a prankster, I I just didn't get it for a second. I thought maybe that guy worked for Jimmy Kimmel or something.
2: Yeah, I didn't understand who... Well, first of all, when you win Best Picture, don't let the producers... Except it's, it's because I had no idea who that guy was. It's a producer Who was holding an Oscar and was yeah. like, hey, Moonlight 1, I'm not joking. And I was like, who the hell are you? I've never seen you before. I, I, is this part of the Jimmy Brigade? All
1: the, all the credit, though, to that La La Land producer, whose name I'm forgetting, maybe someone will say in your ear, who, as you guys have said, I mean, he had one job. Like, yeah. he's a producer of this film, and his job for the last two months, other than to count the money, which is sure. outrageous, has been to give these speeches as they win. And this was everything. He was speaking for them, everyone who had been a part of it, everyone in the cast, Giselle, the movie, and then to go immediately into it and immediately say like, my friends deserve this, I would like to give it to them. He deserves a lot of credit. It, it actually was something in action that you don't see because for all the talk, usually Oscars in general or industry awards, people on the stage are always saying, I'm part of this beautiful community, I'm so honored to be with right. people. Actors are always saying, first I want to say my fellow nominees, and then also everyone behind the scenes and on their couches are like, this is bullshit. This is a town, of, this is a, a, a land of wolves now, right?
0: Yeah. Actually,
1: that, Especially do, an independent the film, who, the producer it is guy kind of who did supportive. that actually
0: had the face of like an actual Hollywood producer, which was like, yeah. I'm gonna keep a straight face yes. while I do this, and then I'm gonna light someone on yeah. fire as soon oh. as this. Is over. Okay, so when we were coming into this, we were gonna do what stood out. Obviously, yeah. the fact that two friggin' movies, one Best Picture, stood out. So let's kind of try and and, and recon this a little bit. Yeah. Who had the best night? And I don't really, and it's definitely not the dude from Pricewaterhouse or whatever guy was like, I'm handing the envelope to Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty had a pretty good night where he
1: got to come back on the mic and be like,
0: Shout out to Bulwark!
2: Wasn't my Let fault. My next one! You guys thought I'm senile, but no, you
1: literally screwed me up here. Um, I, I think it's That'd hard. it would be great if he was like, that's for Ishtar. Got him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, just the double birds and yeah. walked off stage. Um, you know, back when things were normal 10 minutes ago, I was going to say that I thought Mahershala Ali had the best night for a couple of reasons. One, because he deserved to win. But mainly because he won the first award. He could just enjoy the, the juju views yeah, for just the rest him. of the night. That's always yeah. the greatest yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah.
2: Also, he's Mahershala Ali. So. And his life's pretty decent yeah, anyway. And
1: he's definitely going to be a big movie star now. But I would say, I guess... Barry Jenkins. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I don't see how that's not the case. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he already, I would have, there's a case to be made for him anyway because his speech for um, adapted screenplay, a very deserved win, was a beautiful and impassioned speech and one of the best of the night. But he made this movie. Yeah, we talked about he this made in the It's show. a million dollar movie. Yeah. It is a, and it is a beautiful, beautiful, gentle, kind thing. I mean, I, this movie is a very beautiful film. And it is the kind of movie that no one thought would win because we would all say to ourselves, we know it was good. Right. It's going to last. Right.
0: Uh, Amanda, who do you think what? had like, a great night? Who do you- I mean,
2: I was going to say Barry Jenkins I, at this point. Sorry. I guess No, it's fine. I can't, I can't honestly remember anything that happened before midnight tonight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, like, it's just totally been washed my brain. Um before, I, I mean, my answer's so stupid. I was going to say Matt Damon. I don't give a shit about the Matt Damon bits now, and I was like, to, I liked watching it them. Was
0: such a long Oscars. I can't believe that like it's thirty seconds of insanity and then it's gone. It was. Yeah. So we sat here.
2: For such a long it's, time. It's also, And chipped away at takes. Yeah. We were just like carving. I can feel it still going on. Like yeah. they're boiling yeah. in the press room right now. Like, I honestly think we should send someone out at like Hollywood Boulevard and just be like, What's where's that bus? On? Are those <laughs> people just like, are, are they, they okay? Her? What if they did it? Are yeah.
1: they no, responsible? They, what if Gary has they? the elbow Did we do background yeah. checks? Seriously. Yeah.
0: Who got pranked I now? I was going to say, my, my person who I thought had the best night in a weird way was Ryan Gosling because I do think that there is a right. jack sized hole at the Oscars oh, yeah. of someone who can just regularly Nicholson. bring Christmas. Yeah, Nicholson, size hole, uh, who can just regularly bring charisma and uh, a happy-to-be-there-ness and a sort of Hollywood family vibe. Where Always just be like, ready, yeah, for-, mm-hmm. it, it's, Always ready a, for the cutaway. If there's a bit, sure. I'll do it. If there's a cutaway, I look great. I can present. I can I can pr- practically co-host. And I thought Gosling did a really good job in all of those aspects and was a graceful Loser, he was never going to win. It was yeah. always between Denzel well, and Casey. He had the he easiest job tonight, no matter so what. So I just thought he had a really nice night. I can, mean.
1: Can I jump in and say I disagree that he's the new Jack? I think Meryl Streep's the new Jack. Meryl Streep, front row. Everyone talks to her, bows to her. She's yeah, always ready for a little look or a face. That's true. She's yeah, down for the jokes.
2: I just think
0: they, they need somebody who's like a little she, bit. She defeated Carl She yeah, defeated Karl Lagerfeld. I just think that Gosling like appeals to a younger generation in a certain way. But I don't, maybe I'm maybe I wrong. Would
1: you like to speak to a member I, of that I'm generation? I'm just pretend
0: like Amanda's not there. I, hello. I, actually, for me,
1: I think in many ways the winner of the night were those of us here in the studio who got to watch Amanda's face. During Ryan Gosling's face on the screen when Emma Stone
0: won. Yeah,
2: yeah, that was really nice. Was... I was going to say my top three moments are Ryan standing up to greet the sad tour bus yes. people. Yes. Well, let's get into the Oscar yeah.
0: superlatives then, and our best crowd reaction of the night, which I think I didn't get. We didn't get a crowd reaction. We had Taraji P Henson snapchatting that insane moment where there there's like this handoff of. Of best picture winners. hmm We didn't really get much of a cry. I'll have to go back and check the let team. Let me do
2: something for you and let me see whether you recognize what I'm doing. Okay. Yeah. Yes, Nicole
0: yeah. Do you know what Nicole, this is? Nicole Kidman. What is
2: this? Nicole yeah. Kidman yeah. doesn't know we how to clap. Like this? I know. <laughs> Nicole, Nicole
1: Kidman had a weird night all around, yeah. I would say. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, she Nicole, apparently Kid- knows the words to, to the troll song. She was very excited. She yeah. and her musician husband, Keith, were very excited about Justin Timberlake's opening. Um is Lion really a movie? Did anybody see it?
0: Did you yeah, guys see it? Mean, like Lion, yeah. Lion's a real movie. Are we sure? Yeah, yeah yes. sure.
1: Okay. Yeah. I, I just want. Look, <laughs> is, that, just, is that
0: your best crowd I'm reaction for a friend? <laughs> oh, I, I don't. You're I just freestyle it. I'm just I'm just riffing here. <laughs> You're playing a little jazz.
2: I, I am. Oh wow.
0: Um, Amanda, who did you think was the most prepared tonight?
2: Um, let's see. I mean, no one, not me. What <laughs> yeah. the fuck? That's <laughs> not, all gone out the not window. Not the Oscars. Yeah, not, not the, the Oscars. Yeah. Not anyone behind the scenes. Um, you know, I think Emma Stone and Viola Davis both seemed to know that they were going Viola's speech was the loveliest of the night, I yeah. thought. Um, But-
0: The Moonlight Screenplay speech I thought was really excellent. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think anyone, no one just read from a piece of paper. Right. Which was nice.
1: Except the letter from the Iranian director. Yes, oh, uh, that, that Farhadi, yes, correct. Which was pretty terrific. Yeah, But That was a I, great moment. I think the most prepared person of the night was Denzel Washington. And what I mean was, there are two Denzel Washingtons. There's the one who's ready to play along. The one who's not really ready. The one who doesn't want to play anymore. Mm -hmm. All during award season, and we talked about this in our preview podcast, Denzel was ready to play along.
0: Yeah, he 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 turned on the charm.
1: He wanted this one. And uh, to the degree that when uh, Jimmy Kimmel brought in the bus full of people, he was he was ready to he was ready to play. He was he was but first it, one it, on the front line. As a,
0: you know, to back up your two sides of Denzel, when the bit was over, he was like, like "And now I'm, out. I'm, I'm out. out." He's like, I'm much like. like
1: he was on the evening when he didn't win Best Actor because his face
0: fell. Before we get any further, I do want to say that we are taking your questions, which I assume will yeah. just be an assemblage of exclamation points and maybe question some marks. emojis and maybe yeah, maybe some WTF emojis. But, you know, any questions you have, facebook.com slash ringer, yeah. twitter.com slash ringer. We'll be happy to answer those. You can also hit us up at our various Twitter handles if you haven't. Amanda. Yes. Best tears. Viola. Yeah.
2: That was really moving. Um, and one of those things where she was she performed the shit out of that. And I don't mean that in a way of like it was fake at all. It was just that is, oh, she has a presence. Yeah. She's an actress for a reason. She's one of
1: our
0: greatest actors.
2: Exactly. And... Yeah, I thought There's that was a There's an moving. acceptance
0: speech thing that happens. Like I, I remember like for Dallas Buyers Club. It felt like he was like trying to act yeah. shocked at the circumstances at every award show over the course of award season. That's whereas Viola, I think, yeah. had like is like a ascending emotional peak that she had maintained over. So it was like it was kind of cool. I mean, I was I was so happy for the reconnaissance. but I'm just saying, like, you yeah. can get caught in the rut of being like, well, here it is, what amazing times are we live in. That was my bacani. That
1: was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, thank you. You can work on it. But, but we also see people choose to do different things at different award shows. And you know, in our pre-show tonight, we were saying Mahershala Ali, if he wins, you know, we're expecting a firecracker of a political speech after what he gave at the I think it was at the SAG Awards. Yeah. Um, tonight he was just simply human. He was just like, he was just talking about the people that he wanted to yeah, thank and people that matter to him and his family like and his new granddaughter. And and that was in many ways just as effective. Um, it was just a different thing. Um, my favorite tears were "Lala uh, uh, La Land" songwriter Benj Pasek's mother when he shouted out, shouted her out for letting him quit the soccer team.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> I like I, I like a
1: little back and forth of the crowd, and the camera was ready for it. Yeah, and I thought that was very sweet.
0: Uh, Amanda, who did you think was the? And I, yeah, I'm just turning to you out of out of deference here. But who do you think you. was best dressed today?
2: Uh, Taraji wins for me. Okay, Taraji Henson looked just amazing. Um, I, out of the winners, I. Liked Emma Stone's dress. I was, I was, I liked the flapper thing. You, you disagree? I,
1: she was my pick. I completely agree. Uh,
2: I realized that I am not listing any men here, but uh, that's
1: good. Okay. You haven't listed Alicia Vikander yet either. Oh,
2: she looked, she did look great. Yeah,
1: the tan was a little extreme, but I figure that's Tomb Raider. How yeah. dare you! Look, I'm here to just be honest, you know? I that's, always that's enjoy you your
0: thoughts on for.
2: fashion. Do you have any thoughts? Um,
0: the guys, I mean, I think you mentioned something about navy blue suits seem to be a trend.
2: Yeah, but then you were just like, that's not happening. Well, so... I, we
0: also discussed whether you were colorblind right. or not. So I, it... I don't
2: think I'm colorblind. I honestly thought that there were navy blue suits. I am now. Like, okay. now everything is
0: upside down. Black I know, is all white. right. Um, Andy, what was the, like, this is great, because I have this written down what was the biggest surprise. Um, oh, let's oh, take uh, the yeah. out of... They got Best Picture wrong. Yes. What's the biggest surprise? Well, the biggest surprise,
1: um, well, there's two. I mean, I I think in a minute we're going to talk about the show as a show. And I was actually surprised with how the show went as a TV show. But in terms of as an award show, the biggest surprise, and obviously this was only um, exponentially increased by the end, was that La La Land didn't dominate. Yes.
0: I mean, you. We were starting to get, like, here's the thing La La Land had such a huge swath of nominations and was up for, could have tied the record, I believe, if it had won all of them with with Ben Hearn. Yeah. You know, and it wound up, once there was like one Hacksaw Ridge win. Which Christra
1: Tradamas here predicted.
0: Well, I had a bad, not a bad feeling. I had a feeling that there was a silent contingent of Mel Gibson voters out there. And that he might win some weird comeback
1: director, the, the deplorables, if you will.
0: No, I didn't say that. I, I just mean, like, <laughs> yeah. I just think that, like, there was like a weird feeling that, yeah. like, something could go wrong here. But yeah. I thought it would not be wrong. I mean, he, something could go out that was unexpected. And as those technical awards started to go to different places instead of just La yeah. La, La Land, and as it just seemed like the yeah. stability he, of, the, of of La La Land was he, falling he, away. He, a little
1: here's bit. what I think happened, to some degree, I think we we and I mean anyone who comments on this stuff misread. The nominations. And what I mean is, obviously, it got, it tied the, you know, it tied other movies for the most nominations ever, 14 nominations. But what that actually meant, now that we've seen how they played out, was that La La Land was pretty good at a lot of things. It did not mean it was so far and away the best at everything. Yeah. You know, I actually think, and, you know, I like to joke about the movie and I didn't love the movie at all, but it, it won the appropriate awards almost. You right. know, it won, it is, a, it's a musical. I don't really like the music in it, but of course it would then win the music categories if it was a popular film. Emma Stone was tremendous in it. The movie was beautifully directed. Damien Chazelle won. I think, in a weird way, that the result was actually quite fair and, and even-handed. But you know, it, it, it was to use a sports analogy, which I believe is appropriate. We have the dream team looking at us. It filled up the stat sheet, you know, but it, yeah. didn't, it didn't dominate. And I think that that, and I, and I think everyone immediately assumed because it had those nominations that it was Ben Hur or Titanic, and in fact it wasn't. It was just a well-made across-the-board film.
0: Just want to say a shout-out to one of our sponsors today, the Blacktux.com, who really, really came through for me. And Andy, on Sunday night for the Oscars, we were wearing the black tux. I thought we looked pretty good. Uh, looking great for a wedding or a special event has never been easier with BlackTux.com. With high-quality rental suits and tuxedos delivered straight to your doorstep, the Black Tux is giving you a new way to rent. And get this, the Black Tux offers free home try-on so you can see the fit and feel the quality of your suit months before your event. Best part, it's completely done online, so there's no trips to the Tux shop required. BlackTux.com lets you create your look or choose from tons of stylish-selected outfits starting at just $95. And these suits have a modern fit, and they're made from free fine Italian wool, the highest quality on the rental market. And if you have any questions or issues, their expert customer care team has your back every step of the way. After ordering, your suit will arrive 14 days before your event. That's a full two weeks to try it on, make sure everything fits. And if anything is less than perfect, the Black Tux will send you a free replacement right away. When your event is over, you just drop the rental back in the mail. Shipping is free both ways. It is easy. And here's the thing. If you do this with us, theblacktux.com, you get $20 off your first purchase through the blacktux.com/bspn that's blacktux.com/bspn $20 off your first purchase want to say thanks to MVMT. Movement Watches was started by two broke college kids that wanted to wear stylish watches but couldn't afford them. And it was founded on the belief that you should be able to be stylish but not break the bank. It's kind of a lot like our podcast, Andy. We, We founded that on a belief that we could be able to have opinions on television and not break our banks. Thank you, Bill Simmons. By selling their products entirely online, Movement was able to cut out the middleman and the retail markup in order to provide you with the best price possible. Watches starting at just $95. That's a fraction of what department store brands typically charge. This revolutionary price Pricing, along with Movement's classic design, quality construction and styled minimalism has led to over 500,000 watches being sold in over 160 countries. I even have one and I've been getting compliments on it ever since I put it on and walked down the streets. People's like, "Hey man, nice watch." So step up your watch game and see why people across the world love Movement watches. Just go to movementwatches.com/watch and get 15% off today. Plus, with free shipping and free returns. That's mvmtwatches.com slash watch. Hey, man. Nice watch. Thanks. Join the movement. Um, we have a, a really good uh, question here from Tyler Andier from Facebook, who says, What does Moonlight, w- the Moonlight win mean for the Oscars as an institution? Is this the beginning of a major change for what gets awarded and made moving forward? Um, that's a good cue. Q- I think it's... A, Actually, secretly, a two-part question because right. you have the entire question of like institutionally, how did that happen? Mm-hmm. You know, how did you not right. have a certain safeguard in place where there is only one envelope for one award and there is nobody who's standing? <laughs> I mean, did Emma Stone hand off her envelope but, uh, to somebody? But, but I thought
1: you meant like, how did it happen? How did Moonlight win?
0: Well, but I think that in some ways, Moonlight is—I mean, it's it's a, a phenomenal victory. But it, it's—I think that there is just a lot of variance that can happen in the Oscars. Now we have not right. had a complete lock. Just like just sweep of an Oscars winner in a while now, right
2: no it's you know it's kind of been split up between the best picture the acting and the technical yes. films that kind of are three different blocks
1: mm-hmm.
2: at, yeah at this point,
1: which is actually reflective of how movies get made yeah. because the, tech, the the movies you know I mean passengers got two nominations it was a three hundred dollar movie that tanked, but it was they, the technical stuff looked good typically right. what
0: happens is best picture. Contenders. Mm-hmm. And the reason why a lot of these movies, and we talk about them for so many right. months, is that they are in telling a story, like not the story of their film, but the story within their film, but the story right. around their film, right? It's like La La Land mm-hmm. is a return to this musical and it's about dreams. And Moonlight is about, you know, like th- this idea that a film that's outside of the mainstream of what exactly. Hollywood usually makes could be this huge best picture contender. Right. Did you feel like Moonlight had somehow? I, don't, I mean, did it gain any momentum over the last few weeks? I don't even know.
2: You know, I sort of have this secret theory that the Academy voters actually pay more attention to the narrative around, mm-hmm. you know, how we're talking about things. I don't want to say they read film Twitter, and I don't think that we should give film Twitter that credit, right. but that they are paying attention to to the sentiment. conversation. Yeah, 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 and sentiment, and I think that they were, the La La Land backlash, and sort of, you know, the just kind of the, it's okay Sure. Sentiment about La La Land. I think that people, I think voters were possibly more aware of that and more aware of the notion that Moonlight was a very, very special film at a time when we, like, when we need a film like Moonlight.
1: I, I think I agree. And I think a couple of things. One, I think La La Land backlash, I think that's film Twitter. I think what I experienced and what I think a lot of other people probably experienced, Oscar voters especially, when right. they received the screeners, is that they were excited to see something great and they saw something that was fine. Exactly. That's not a backlash. That's actually watching the movie and being able to separate. Well, Emma Stone is great, and the ambition is great. And my feeling with that movie, my main criticism is that I think it's a very young movie. I think that Damien Chazelle is very young. I think the emotions in the movie are very young. And I think he could make a great movie worthy of 14 nominations. Which is in 10 strange because,
0: spoiler alert, it doesn't end. In terms of like the traditional reasons no. why you would like a movie like La La Land, it ends on a bittersweet note. It's not, I, I mean, in some yeah. ways, it's yeah. him, it's like like it's almost like a first breakup movie.
1: I see nothing wrong with marrying the guy from that thing you do. But to your other question about Moonlight, um, we saw Cheryl Boone Isaacs, who's the president of the Academy, um, up on stage, and it is no secret it's been reported on. She has done a lot of work behind the scenes to broaden the membership of the Academy and to make sure things like last year's uh, nominations don't happen again, to make sure movies like Moonlight specifically get seen. Yeah. And so that she's, she's increased the diversity of the voting block, which had a hu- made a huge difference. But I also think this does come down to the fact that a lot of the Academy voters are older, and a lot of the Academy vo- voters wait for their screeners to come in, and then they watch them. Yeah, based on and, those
0: Hollywood Reporter's mm-hmm. Secret Ballot articles, that's exactly right.
1: And so I think a bunch of them you know, knew about Manchester by the Sea, for example. And by the way, fantastic that Kenny Lonergan won. But- they, they heard about that movie. They got it in the mail. And like many people were like, this is a tough hang. Like I don't know when I'm ready to clear out space for this one. And I think probably a lot of them considered Moonlight with the same trepidation. Like This is going to be a tough one. This is an important film. This is here because of diversity or something sort of cynical like that. And then you put it on, and it's very beautiful, and it's very affecting. And it is not a hard watch. It's actually quite a transporting watch. And I think that was reflected in what we saw tonight.
0: Got a couple other uh, questions from the audience. Uh, James Hardingham from Facebook wants to know, who will have a better career now, Barry Jenkins or Damien Chazelle?
2: Oh, interesting. Um, right now
0: we know Barry, J- uh, Damien Chazelle's next film is a Neil Armstrong movie with Ryan Gosling. Yes. I don't know what Barry Jenkins' next movie is, or if he has lined one up yet. He, I, I
1: believe He's Sean Fantasy said, said that TV he has show, the... show, right? Well, isn't he doing something with Colson Whitehead's The, the Under, oh, right. uh, Underground right. Railroad yeah. book? Yes. I don't know if that's a film or a TV project, but...
2: I don't know about better. I, I mean, Barry Jenkins... Can do whatever he wants from now on. I think, Um, and I you have to sort of assume that the way in which La La Land lost is going to, uh, in general, like a lot of sympathy for Damien Chazelle. And wait, I think they're both going to be fine. That's why
0: Damien Chazelle won Best Director. It's true, but I mean, then he
2: literally had to stand up on the stage and have the Best Picture taken away from him. That is just humiliating. There's no other way to spin that. So I I think. (laughs)
1: By the way, if Harvey Weinstein had produced La La Land they would not have left the <laughs> Yeah. He would have literally been like, "No, you gave it It'd to us. We are there. keeping it." Yeah. Like that would have been intense. Another
0: question from the audience. Hong Shang wants to know uh what would what was the most memorable movie of 2016?
1: Uh the the the, the last 5 minutes of the Oscars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um I mean, Moonlight, I think, was the best movie I saw. Uh, we I mean, we've talked about other movies. On our podcast, we talked about how you know Arrival we found affecting yeah. and interesting mm-hmm. about what it means going forward for movies and for cinema. Um, it's weird, I think, the right movie. What, 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 what were your I other favorite it, films of the year?
2: I mean, I can just answer. I think about Moonlight a lot. I think about Arrival a lot especially the last 20 minutes of arrival. I live in Los Angeles and I moved here a year ago, so I think about La, La Land, especially when I'm coming over that one part of the the 10 or whatever. Sure, and you,
1: and you hear that piano.
2: Um, Yeah, you know, it just starts up. Doo, 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 doo. Um, Manchester, I, I think, I mean, I hope people don't have to think about it that much, but it does speak to a sp- particular experience in life in a really beautiful way. It- that, that one scene with Michelle Williams yeah. and Casey Affleck, I do think about. I, th- I, think, I think that's yeah. one of
1: the best acted scenes I've ever seen in any medium. I, but I think also, let's just take a moment to say, like, Kenneth Lonergan will get to make another movie. Barry Jenkins will get to make mm-hmm. another movie. Yeah. Dam- Damien Chazelle will get to make another movie. Also,
0: people are not going to forget this Oscars anytime soon. I mean, Colin has a, has a question for us about whether or not they're, I mean, to paraphrase this question, is like to the extent to which there's going to be like an asterisk over this victory. It's not an no. asterisk. And the cool thing about this Oscars is I think that going into this award show, we were all kind of like... Of this crowd of movies, probably Moonlight, Manchester, and La La Land all deserve something. They yeah. all deserve some recognition yeah. for I mean, La La Land's been a huge box office of success. It was definitely a much more appreciated movie before the backlash started. Manchester is an incredible work of, of, of drama, and Moonlight is, is obviously the best picture and is by far the most beloved movie I've come across in terms of Absolutely. the people I know who like how they feel about a film. Yeah. They it, all got something to go home with.
1: It, it, it was a remarkably generous uh allotment of awards and and that's something you don't usually see you know and and I think that sort of speaks weirdly to the night as a whole I mean it did there was about an hour about an hour into it we were sitting here saying, Wait why does this feel kind of peppy and kind of fun and it you know there were surprises. I thought Kimmel was really funny. We could and talk
0: about the, the the show as the show. I mean, up it, to the last thirty seconds, if you want. Yeah, yeah.
1: because what I, what I what we were commenting on, especially, was that we we felt like they had cut a lot of the fat that every year we make fun of them for having. You know, the, the just the well, sort it of wasn't the, trying this, too hard. This self referential, yeah. like this is why comedies make us laugh. Let's remember what movies are. And I always used to say, like movies, your movies act like you've been there before. You know, and this year it seemed to, and then we ran right into that brick wall of Charlize sure Theron watching. Uh, the apartment, which paid off with We Bought a Zoo. So I'm <laughs> not even true. mad I at liked that. Both,
0: all, I liked all the people in the you movie. Guys want, you, guys,
1: you guys love the bits. Do you want to talk about this? I bits? do. I mean,
0: I just like, I am a sucker for montages. I'm a sucker for people who make movies talking about movies. I love the movies. I love celebrating the movies. I, I just love all that stuff. So Javier Bardem being like, I love Bridges of
2: Madison County. I'm like, yes. I would listen to Javier Bardem talk about the four even, miracles of acting yeah. for like the entire, for three hours, for the whole ceremony. Just you know, do that next year. I think a
1: lot of people expected a very politically charged Oscars, and it certainly there certainly were politics present. But in in a strange way, the, the tone set by Mahershala Ali's speech carried through, mm-hmm. that it was actually a very um, almost inward-looking and emotional ceremony in a lot of ways. It felt like a community, um, and it felt... You know, all of the talk about the importance of the arts and of art in mm-hmm. these people's lives and in everyone's lives around the world actually didn't feel that cynical to me. Plus, it had the little acid that you needed from Jimmy Kimball, who I think was an excellent host for one major reason that separated him from even other good hosts. He called out movies for being bombs. You're not allowed to do right. that Where you and just because make he made
0: fun of the Great Wall. Yeah, you know, and I mean he did it all yeah, at Damon, which
1: yeah. obviously he was in on and is a good sport about. But he basically he made fun of the Great Wall being an eighty you know a million a ponytail movie that lost eighty million dollars. He made fun of we bought a zoo just like just peppering it like a Vicious. speed bag. Um, you're not supposed to do that, and that helped cut some of the sanctimony.
0: I want to ask about major takeaways as we wrap this up. I I have to tell you guys as we are sitting here.
2: You just want to check Twitter. I want to watch no, it again. No, I no, know, no.
0: Like, I don't want to just. I, I have, I have a really bad feeling that this was like, like a, like a staged thing. Like that, that there was not that almost. I have like a bad feeling that there's going to be like, yeah, like it was a mistake, but like it was a mistake.
2: Like, it, they, what does a mistake mean? You mean like I politically, they like wanted Moonlight are going to, to win? talk
0: about the Oscars for weeks now. You think it's, it's
2: going to be like Benghazi or no, something? no, no,
0: no. I just mean like let's it's investigate just, that. No, I just mean like it's like. There's something about this that it's like, how could that possibly happen? And that is the takeaway. And it's almost a shame because it is almost going to overshadow Moonlight winning. Is just because that's what people are going to talk about.
1: But do you are you ascribing some ulterior motive? Like, do you think that because the Oscar's so white last year that Moonlight had to win? No, and there was some no, like- no,
0: no, no, no. I'm saying like, there's no way. I just want to know whether or not there was some, there was like. I, this is crazy. No, you know what? As I'm seeing it, I think no, like it sounds No, can I say wild. one
2: thing, though, which I, I do think that the last 30 seconds are going to overshadow the fact that Moonlight won. Right. And I think also just the fact that, you know, they didn't get the chance of Moonlight and, uh, you know, everyone going up in that moment. It was a very rushed. Yes. I, like, I don't know how you fix that, but I personally, as a, as someone who likes awards shows and likes people having their moment, I, like, I wish we could stage the actual presentation again. Also, I and just let can't Barry Jenkins even imagine actually... what the La
0: La Land folks were feeling.
2: I do feel bad for them. Yeah. They're, like, they're all, they'll survive. As like a,
0: somebody who just is like, oh, like, it's hard for me to watch Curb Your Enthusiasm because I cringe yeah, at no, stuff. It's like. Yeah, it's like, that must have been like a real L. Look, I
1: mean, it's a movie about uh, not having the ending you really want, but maybe the ending wow. you need. <laughs> <And> <laughs> so maybe they all learned a lesson Now you tonight. should
2: tap dance for me. <laughs> I would be willing to, <laughs> as long as we
1: could play the music in here. Uh,
0: what a um,
1: crazy movie. Okay,
2: so...
0: We just got a message from Colin backstage via the New York Times. Yeah, that Emma Shut Stone up. says. I'm sorry, I just read your Slack. This is crazy. I'm right. Say I'm right. Where's my tinfoil hat? I was right. Emma Stone said she had the best actress <laughs> card in her hand the whole time. So how did it get back? To well, so the, it was to a print,
1: some sort of printing error. Or they like doubled it up or something? It wasn't the same card. So it's Kinko's. It's Kinko's. It, which I believe is now FedEx Kinko, so it like, spread the blame around. <laughs>
2: there is literally on the internet, this a Bruder tape of where the envelope was going during yeah, the Yeah, they don't let go remedy. of the envelope. He
1: opened a new envelope. That was clear. But what was weird, remember, is he took it out and he, like, looked on the back because it didn't make sense to him. So and so we thought he was, like, to, didn't like what it said. But
0: who, who had the Moonlight envelope?
1: Well, the, my, my assumption here is that they...
0: That guy, the producer for La, La Land was like, Moonlight One. I'm not joking. They but, showed the card. Yeah, but they literally showed Beatty had Emma Stone's card. So there no, were three I, cards?
1: Well, I think there were th- I think there were three cards. I think there were two best actress cards.
2: I mean, we're going off the dickhead here, but I where think, did the moonlight card that they showed in the How did that guy the come shot? running up?
1: How, how, who, who, who gave it to that? him? That I don't
0: understand. It That
1: I don't understand. Maybe Do we,
0: have do, we, answers do, the we booth here? do we sound nuts? Like is it do we sound like we're in the bookstore in Slacker?
1: Someone in the booth send us the craziest there are three right envelopes, now. okay? Is that
0: what I'm saying? Are we saying there are three envelopes? Of part of there's an Emma Stone envelope that Emma Stone never got left her hands. There's an Emma Stone envelope that Faye Dunaway read off of. Yeah. And then there is a Moonlight envelope that the producers and, from La, La Land had.
1: And there's the fourth envelope that said the Knicks have the number one pick in the draft, <laughs> And it's cold. It's a cold envelope.
2: Yes. Sports and pop culture. This coming This is what together. we do. It's our business. I got it. I got the joke. Yeah, we, we have yeah. worked together. Right um, <laughs> it's here,
0: man. I don't even know. If yeah,
2: I, I, if this is not over. This is the thing. It's
0: just beginning.
1: I mean, I, I feel like the you know the, the 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 governor's ball or the Vanity Fair ball. Like yeah. these parties are going to be kind of lit now in a way that they. I mean, usually can you aren't. imagine?
0: Can you imagine like just like being at a bar? David Chazelle already looked like he hadn't slept in three weeks. I mean, there are a couple things to say here though. Like it would be
1: unimaginably worse if it had been the reverse. And I say this because I honestly can't
2: even imagine that. For a number
1: of reasons, obviously the racial overtones and the political overtones of it, but also uh, David and Goliath here. Yeah, Because the thing to remember about La La Land, 14 nominations, yes, it won plenty tonight. What was the number that Sean gave us in the podcast? $350 million worldwide already? And... Moonlight cost one million and made I think it's up, I think it did quite well considering what it what it was, but yeah. it's not comparable. It's gonna do pretty well now, it, for it, sure. I mean it, it, this this is another purely thing. purely in the sense of commerce in terms of people being angry right. about that. Moonlight
2: needed it more than La La Land so, needed
0: it. Really quick to send us out your one big takeaway from the night. <laughs> what the
2: fuck? <laughs> Literally, what the fuck? Like bring me a tinfoil hat too. I'm
0: actually my big takeaway, aside from you can't trust anything, and that there were three envelopes, is that this is great for Moonlight. A lot of people are going to go see sure. it now.
1: I'm thrilled about that. My my main takeaway is, Colin, you were right. We should have done a live show tonight. I think that was definitely <laughs> the right call. You know, I know I was on the fence for a little bit. I was a little bit of a diva. I demanded some lumbar support. Yeah, but. Andy,
0: uh, thank you again to the Black Tux for dressing me. And Andy, uh, Andy tonight, um, thank you, Amanda and Andy, for joining me. Thank, thank you, Amanda, you to for bringing crew. this. As always, Monsters on the Beats. We appreciate through it. through Sunday night. But what a Sunday night.
1: We will be back on The Watch this week. We're going to use some of the audio you just heard. Uh, yeah,
0: you'll be able to hear this uh, on a podcast tomorrow on The Watch. Uh, and, yeah, we'll be talking about this. Nothing like
1: the movies, guys. Crazy. Nothing like the movies.
0: guys just want to tell you a little bit about the podcast on channel 33 today's episode of the watch is brought to you by achievement oriented the ringers gaming podcast hosted by our buddies ben Lindbergh and the god jason concepcion the maester you can listen to new episodes every friday by subscribing to the channel 33 podcast on itunes or wherever you get your pods